Welcome to Real, Raw, Relatable, the podcast that brings you stories and experiences from entrepreneurs and business leaders. And now, here's your host, Zachary Ellis. Welcome to the Triple R Podcast. My name is Zachary T. Ellis. I'm the founder and CEO of multiple companies based right here in Fort Worth, Texas. I created the podcast to share real stories, raw experiences, and relatable events that whether you're an entrepreneur, a single business owner, or a franchisee, if you run your own business or you're ready to start running your own business, we'll be interviewing anybody and everybody from business industry leaders to people that are just now taking the leap to get into uh, creating a new company and everything in between, the good, the bad, the ugly. So we're going to get right into it. Today's show I'm excited to talk with you guys about is called the Double Tap Era. Everywhere you look, whether it's the left, the right, behind you or in front of you, everybody has a phone in their hand. And it's no secret, it's at an incredible rate. We've seen kids now that are toddlers all the way to people well into their 80s with a cell phone or an iPad or something in their hand connected to some sort of social media outlet, whether it's a toddler watching YouTube, whether it's a business owner checking on their notifications, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever it may be, to even some of the elderly now creating a Facebook page so that they can connect with uh, some of their friends and see some of the local events that are going on. But, you know, as a business owner, obviously all of us face the same thing is, Social media is just part of what we do now, and it has become what we are. Whether you live your life behind a lens to show only the good pieces and all the high-quality edited photos, or if you're going to social media to share an experience that maybe you had with a customer that was rude, or maybe you're sharing an experience with just having a tough time as being a business owner, and, and you throw your hands up and say, I don't know where to go from here. So, you know, a few things that I thought of... um, this week before I recorded this podcast was everywhere you look, everybody has a phone in their hand. And unfortunately now we live by an attention span of, Hey, how long and, and how much content can you force into one period of somebody holding their phone? And it's amazing. The average American spends 2.3 hours a day on social media and I don't even think that those numbers are right because if you look at the COVID area, some of the streaming and Netflix and Hulu and movies and traveling, the numbers were just insane at the amount of time that people were spending on their phone. Obviously, now you have people who are social media influencers that are spending four, five, six hours a day uh, on their devices, whether it's an iPad or a phone or recording content uh, and then uploading it, editing it. So there's there's such a large amount of time that is spent just in social media period or social media related activities. And now you have the huge AI push, which has been artificial intelligence. Now you have these companies that are focusing on creating ads and creating social media posts from one picture that's uploaded. They'll give you 50 or 60 different options in a matter of 30 seconds. And some of it has been worked to now where they can clone voices, they can clone um, pictures, videos. The The amount of, of availability to AI is, is crazy, and I don't know that much about it, so I won't tell you that I know everything, but I can assure you the amount of technology that is available today, Elon Musk said it a few months ago, and has still repeatedly said it, is um, 
the amount of technology that is out today is scary and it will be a setback in the near future. But you kind of uh, you have to hold that in one hand and, and say, well, you're also the guy who uh, created the electric powered vehicle who drives itself and who has all of these other features. And, uh, you know, there's pluses and minuses to both of them. So obviously, as business owners, all of us usually have to find ourselves at some point where we are talking with customers. And a huge thing that I've always believed in in, in, in all of my companies that I have is going to visit people in person. And does in-person work, does virtual work, does uh, the, you know, hybrid solution, does a remote work work? And I think to each their own, but we're starting to see some of the larger companies are requiring that their people come back to the office because the remote thing is either A, not working, or B, they feel like as a company, it's not working for the entire staff. And unfortunately, I know what I've found is remote work has to be for the people that are structured and disciplined enough to complete the task that they have each and every day, stay focused on task, not find themselves on a social media platform, not find themselves saying, oh, well, it'll only take me an hour to do. And then they spend three or four hours uh, going out to do whatever they feel like is the right thing to do at the time. Then they come back and the work is not done. So with that being said, I can tell you traveling traveling has been a huge thing for us, especially the last uh, two years. And as a new company, majority of the time, you're going to spend time traveling, whether you are an e-commerce business, whether you are a retail storefront, whether you're some sort of wholesale distributor, whether you are going to meet potential customers to uh, secure business in the future, those relationships more than likely have to blossom at the very beginning of hey, here's who I am as a person. I know what I've found in the Zoom phone calls is they're more prevalent now and the uh, virtual meetings are more prevalent now. But a phone call and a text message and an email will only get you so far. And this is a, a conversation that I had a few weeks ago with somebody and said, hey, what's your thoughts on this? Do you agree with everything being virtual? Do you think that you'll keep each and every customer that you have just doing everything virtual. How, how many Zooms can you do? How many emails? How many phone calls? How many texts can you send? It's a lot different feeling when you have a genuine conversation with somebody across the table from you. Or it's a lot different feeling when you're able to say, hey, let's go get dinner. Let's go get lunch somewhere. And you can have that connection with a person. You're able to judge their body language, right? You're able to have a conversation that potentially you wouldn't have over the phone or you wouldn't have virtually. You're able to go and, and show them um, maybe there's some things in your city or some things about your company that make it exquisite that when you try to log on to Zoom, somehow you have a bad connection when you're in the middle of your office or in the middle of your warehouse and you're not able to show and display those things. So traveling is a huge, huge deal. But social media does play its role. And a lot of people will say, hey, there's a cost associated with it. And, oh, I've built XYZ business off pure social media, and I wouldn't know one of my customers if I met them. And that may be the case, but I can tell you the majority of people, especially in the commodities business, the uh, distribution business, whether you're in, you know, trucking commodities, uh, you have product that's coming from outsourced um, countries, whether it's China, Taiwan, South Korea, England, wherever it may be, you're going to have to go and meet your customer at some point, 
if you want to succeed to that next level. And we're seeing it more and more, especially now Yahoo Finance just released something that Delta, uh, not only their profits surged, but they had more customers traveling and majority of those customers were millennials. The millennial age is understanding that yes, we can do everything from a phone right here, but we also have to understand that meeting that person in person takes us all that much further. So just like anything, there's going to be a cost associated with going to travel and visit your customers. And that's the number one thing that I know, especially as you're starting a company, it's tough to do. But first of all, when you start a company, you have to work your way from the very bottom and move your way forward. And this is a conversation in the generalist form, but traveling to go see your customers and the person that will help you expand your business to the next level, there's going to be a cost associated with it. Unfortunately, everybody has to be the cost uh, or everybody has to pay the cost. Excuse me. You know, the average flight right now, I just looked is a little over $380, the average flight. And you have to factor in an Uber, a Lyft, uh, a hotel, maybe an Airbnb if you're staying overnight. So, Maybe by the time you get a flight, you get an Uber, you get a hotel, maybe it costs you between $600 and $800, depending on how long you're going and how long you're staying. But I know me personally, when I go to make a decision on something, what is the value that I'm going to get out of this meeting? What is the value that I'm going to either give this person or what is the value that they can give me within this meeting? And that's how you judge it. A lot of people wouldn't go out and say, you know what, I'll spend... $1,200 uh, and just hope that I find a customer. I'll spend $1,200 and just hope that maybe one of these conversations will blossom into something. But if you can go and meet a customer and maybe you go with uh, one of your salespeople and you're able to attend some sort of a sales training or a convention, maybe you can go and meet multiple customers, right? Too many times I've seen, especially with salespeople, is going to just meet one client, maybe two. You go to meet one client that was expecting you and you're not spending your time to go visit three, four, five, six other customers within the area. I know I personally did it last year because I was finding myself, I would fly from DFW to Cleveland, Ohio, fly from Cleveland, Ohio, up to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, back to Dallas. And I would do that inside of a week, but I made sure that when I was gone, I was letting customers know a week in advance, hey, I'm going to be in Cleveland, Ohio. How far are you? And mapping out, okay, it'll take me 30 minutes to drive here, 20 minutes to drive here. It'll take me an hour to get here. Hey, I get in Pittsburgh on this day at this time. Can we meet for lunch? Being able to set up multiple opportunities, because if you're adding in the cost of not only what you're going to spend, you need to add in the cost of how you're going to recuperate your money and what you've put out. Learning to live with social media, learning to live with somebody with a phone or a device in their hand, learning to live with the consistent post of each and everybody's everyday life is something that is probably going to continue on for many more years. But in learning to live with social media, as business owners, a lot of us have to focus on how can we use social media to our advantage because so many people are letting social media use them. For instance, the two and a half hours plus a day of social media engagement, you're not using social media. Social media is using you. And now there's all the different algorithms and um, all the different content that's out there. You have to stay focused in what you can do to obtain your piece of the market. It's no different than when you're looking for a new television 
and you go to Google and you type in TV for sale near me, you see all the different options. And then as soon as you go over to Facebook or Instagram or whatever one of your social media platforms, all of a sudden you see a new TV. And this one is a different model. It was a bigger model. It was on sale. And before you know it, you've spent 30 or 45 minutes for what could have been a five, maybe 10 minute decision. And learning to live with social media means planning out, number one, what social media are you going to put out? Is it pictures of your product? Is it short how-to videos? Is it going to be uh, pictures of your staff? Is it going to be updates on what your company is doing, whether you're opening new locations, whether you have new products coming in, whether you have um, helpful advice on something that maybe a customer left a review on? There's so many different pieces of how to learn social media and use it and not let social media use you that oftentimes people just say, oh, this is too confusing and don't use it all together. Um, there's a number of different platforms out there that will schedule your social media post to be made. Um, simply go to Google and type in social media posting platforms and there's probably five or 10 different results that will pop up right there. And they automatically post all of your content, which saves you three, maybe four hours. If you figure you're going to do five, maybe 10 posts, say you do 10 posts and they take you 10 or 15 minutes each, there's a couple hours worth of time saved right there. Um, so learning that social media, how can you use it versus it using you is a huge, huge benefit to any small business owner. But even with that, you've got to learn to love social media. Everybody's behind a camera and 99% of them are going to show the bright side of everything. The edited pictures, all the smiles, the vacations, all the accomplishments, our business is doing great. But as I scrolled through Instagram and spent some time and scrolled through a few other applications, I noticed there's not a lot of posts of people saying, hey, you know what? This was a bad day. Man, as a business owner, I don't know where to go. I've searched for customers. I've called. I've emailed everybody. I've texted them. We have no leads coming in. The biggest customer we have, we just lost. If you're not loving social media and you don't have the discipline to learn it and love it and use it consistently, unfortunately, you're going to be phased out. A lot of people now are making their money strictly on social media. There's people out there making millions and millions of dollars by just standing in front of a camera and posting content. And you have to love social media to a point and to a fault in today's society. You know, unfortunately, a lot of people overlook it uh, as big as social media is and everybody walking around with a, a white face lit up at every single event that they're at and anywhere and everywhere you go, every restaurant you walk into, even now, every concert venue, people will pay $500, $600, $800, to get into a concert and they're holding up a phone like this so they can make sure that they don't miss any of it or they can post it on their social media platforms. Unfortunately, in today's society, he who has the most attention wins. That was probably one of the best uh, quotes, best ways that I could put it when it comes to social media and building a following. Obviously, historically, there's been you know the, the pop-ups on a website to put in your email where you can consistently be enrolled in an email blast or they would send you text alerts. But now we're seeing companies step outside that box to gain more of that social media market where they have customers consistently engaging and new customers coming to their brand. So having that attention is such a huge piece. So when I say learning social media, I mean learning things like 
Um, are there certain hashtags that you can put in your post? Are there certain pictures that do better than others? Are your pictures edited in high quality? Are you posting videos where you can clearly hear and understand the person? Are you engaging with other customers or with other businesses or with um, maybe influencers that are working with your company so that you can uh, target their audience too? You see it time and time again. Look at all the big A-list celebrities that are influencers for these big, huge brands. They get it. You need to learn social media to a fault and learn how to use it and not having a social media following, so many people will say, well, I don't need a social media following because our customers just call in. Well, how do you think they found you? Because if you don't have a Google listing, you're working off of a, a Gmail email, you have no social media platforms, it, essentially nobody knows who you are. You're just waking up each and every day and just hoping. So there's a few things I wanted to share with you, but you know, the double tap era, unfortunately it's here and it's here probably to stay. Thanks so much for listening to the Real Raw Relatable Podcast. Please check us out on all the major podcast networks and be sure to subscribe and tell your friends. 